0: Good morning. Welcome to the Morning After Show. That's Ryan Hensley. I'm Grant Cohn. Niners have won nine straight, but more importantly, I'm well-rested. I flew home after the game. I got nine hours of sleep. I feel great. Most of the time I do this show with Ryan after away games, and I haven't slept at all. And I, I, don't, I, I don't even feel like I should be held accountable for the things that I say, because I don't even remember them like two <laughs> hours later. So I am fully locked in, and I'm going to say smart things today for a change.
1: But Ryan, as is always, is, is locked in. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing good, man. A little, a little chilly. Where I'm at right now, but uh, I'm doing good. Uh,
0: yeah, it's a little chilly here. Um, apparently, there was like a flood in the Bay Area this weekend. I don't know. I was in Vegas. I'm so sorry yeah. for everyone that went through that, but I saw the videos. Looked. It looked yeah, like I saw. New Orleans twenty years, 15 years ago.
1: Yeah, I Not got a movie. lot of friends in Vallejo, and I saw a lot of flooded streets in Vallejo. People riding canoes through the streets. So.
0: Yeah, dude. Videos are like geysers coming out of manholes. like, whoa.
1: <laughs> anyway, I uh, hope they figured that out.
0: Let's talk about sports, in particular, Brock Purdy, who still has never lost and is just the most remarkable story. Uh, but this was this was this was the most adversity he's faced. He was losing. He threw a pick. Uh, he had to bring the team back twice. Robbie Gould missed a kick, had to do it in overtime. Um, what do you what are you thinking of Brock Purdy now?
1: Well, I really like Brock Purdy. I don't see. Honestly, everything I see from him, I like, with one exception. I'll leave at, the, at towards the end here, but my uh, my assessment of Brock Purdy, man, is he is a really damn good quarterback. And the yeah. big achievement to me, I, like we we see a lot of, you know, Kyle Shanahan's having a hell of a season as a coach, um, you know, and we see the we see the constantly see look at Kyle Shanahan winning with a seventh round uh, pick, and that's great, yeah. um, obviously, but. I think the real achievement was drafting Brock Purdy in the seventh yeah. round, more so than winning with Brock Purdy. Because the guy, the kid is good, man. He he does everything you want. Uh, he actually, there's, there's slight things that reminds me of Jimmy, like his accuracy and the way he gets the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, man, like he's way more mobile, way more smart, way more poised. Um, he has pretty much everything. Like there's not much I see from him that I don't like. With the only exception being – the arm strength, I saw, we saw a little bit of that with the interception. So that's the only question I have about Brock Purdy, but honestly, based on what I'm seeing, I think he's good enough with this team to win a Super Bowl. Um, I feel confident in saying that he is good enough to win a Super Bowl with this team. Now, whether or not that, that arm strength becomes an issue or not, I don't know. You know maybe it isn't an issue, um, but we did see a little bit of it yesterday with that one interception. Uh, But overall, he's better than Jimmy, to
0: me. He's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, that was clear right away. I mean, I thought that was clear in the Miami game. And Now I'm starting to, I mean, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I definitely think there's a possibility that he's the Niners franchise quarterback. I I still want to see more. I mean, what are five starts in? I'd like to see this for another 20-something starts. But, man, if he keeps playing like this, he's going to be the starter next year. And if he keeps playing like this next year, he's the guy because – yeah, he's kind of small, and his arm isn't as strong as you would like, and you saw it on that interception. But other than that, like, what does he not have that you hope Trey Lance would have? Like, Trey Lance is big and fast. Um, Purdy might be quicker. Purdy might be more elusive in the pocket. The way he gets away from people in the pocket is shocking to me. Like, Mac Jones can't do A lot of quarterbacks are not as quick and elusive as Brock Purdy. I didn't see that coming at all. So um, he doesn't give you the eleven on eleven run game element, but I don't think that's super important anyway. I mean, it's not something that the Niners have relied on, and he's enhancing the run game by being a play action threat. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't enhance the run game at all. No run, uh, no eleven on eleven aspect, and no play action. Now this guy, uh, he'll hit, he, he'll burn you deep, and so Christian McCaffrey's yards per carry has jumped by like a full yard since Jimmy was the quarterback. So. I think he's pretty much, I mean, the offense, even on a bad, a quote-unquote bad day from Brock Purdy, they scored 37. Mm-hmm. So, w- w- what does he not give, are you saying with Trey Lance they're going to start scoring 40 a game? Like, no offense to Trey Lance, but damn, like, the one thing with Brock Purdy that I think is so impressive is his, like, awareness on the field. Just the, like, not the qu- the poison, all that, but just the ability to see everything and not just go where Kyle tells him to go and see things on the backside of the play that's the kind of thing I think that maybe is God-given or comes with tons of experience. I wonder how many years it would take Trey Lance to get to that level that Brock's right now, just in terms of straight-up awareness on the field. And that's not Trey's fault. It's he really, um, man, the Niners mismanaged him, and I, I hope they didn't ruin his career. But, dude, I just don't see how, how Trey can catch that,
1: that one aspect of Brock's uh, skill set. It's going to be tough. He's like a 99
0: Madden awareness.
1: Yeah, if you're building like a, a – phys- physically, if you're building a quarterback, you're building Trey Lance. I guess yes. you're on Madden, right? Yes. Um, but everything else, you're building Brock Purdy. Uh, it would be nice if <laughs> if somehow Brock Purdy had uh, Trey Lance's arm strength. That uh, You're talking about one of the best quarterbacks ever li- lived based on what I'm seeing from Brock Purdy. He really does everything at a high level. Uh, you know, I'm not done on, on Trey Lance. I think he's just so talented. Uh, that I, I'm interested to see what he can develop into. I'm personally not a big fan of a running quarterback. I, I, Me too. I don't, I don't really like that. You know, I like quarterbacks, right. kind of like what we're seeing from Brock, where they're elusive and they can scramble yeah. and create, but not running. You know, because they get
0: hurt. With the exception of Josh Allen, although he's probably going to get hurt eventually too. Look at J- uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So, um, I, when hurt. the Niners drafted Trey Lance, I thought they were envisioning like John Elway. And yeah. he might be end up becoming that kind of a quarterback. Um, but right now with Brock Purdy, he's looking like Joe Montana, the other great quarterback in the 80s. And what's so cool about Purdy is that final drive um, when he kept hitting Ayuk on the slants, did that not feel like Rice to, I mean, Montana to Rice, Montana to Taylor, just the accuracy and the timing of those throws. I mean, that's 49ers football. And yeah. uh, I, I just, it's extremely impressive watching him play his timing and awareness is he's so calm like Garcia was not this calm Garcia was frenetic Steve Young was frenetic Joe was calm like this and I'm not saying that this guy's better than Joe than Steven Garcia but this quality of him is uh refreshing and is rare it's not like so, like all quarterbacks develop this over time. Like it's rare, and it's something again that you could only see in a real game. You can't see it in practice. You, maybe you can see it in college, but you uh, you don't know if it's going to translate. And it's translating for Brock.
1: Yeah, and that's why like a lot of people use that argument that I just mentioned, where they say, you know, and, and it's not a knock on Kyle when I say this, but people say, look at what Kyle's able to win with the third string quarterback. Like I don't really care if he started off the season third stream because he was a rookie. The kid is super talented, so the real achievement is drafting Brock Purdy and then especially getting him in the seventh round because he has literally everything. I mean, I I could maybe see why guys put him in the seventh because of his height and his arm strength, um, but he's definitely playing way above that. So you know, shout out to I think you know people are making the argument for uh, Kyle Shanahan to be coach of the year, and uh, which is valid and I understand, but really by John Lynch. John Lynch, executive of the year, for building this team, finding Brock Purdy, uh, the CMC trade, it's all been fantastic.
0: And I think we're learning something interesting about drafting quarterbacks, Um, like Purdy Purdy having success. People want to replicate Josh Allen, so the Niners went after Trey Lance, and so far he hasn't been Josh Allen, and they haven't developed him correctly. But what you're seeing is like, look, Tom Brady's 45 years old, still playing. Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, having a lot of success. Well, it's what do they have in common? A lot of experience. Not necessarily the most physically gifted guys. I mean, they're not athletes. Well, Brock is. But uh, a lot of experience. Um, Well, maybe that's because the way the NFL is set up, all the rules benefit the quarterbacks. And if you have a little bit of experience and you know what you're doing, you can really take advantage of this league. And, you know, like maybe that's reason not to sort of invest highly in project. That's the thing with... Trey, with his background, especially coming off the pandemic, dude, that's that's a second round pick resume. Even if he's a great athlete, like he played one year, and you just, you see what like Malik Willis, he went in the third round. Jalen Hurts went in the second round. I, yeah, I'm just saying, maybe the projects. If you can, if you need to like really put the dude on the bench for a while, take him later. Guys that are ready to go, it seems like they actually are. You know, if you put a good team around them, they can they can have success immediately, and they can play until they're 45.
1: Yeah, again, and I'm you know I'm I'm highly interested in what Trey becomes, but I didn't expect them to use him the way they did. And if that's the way they were going to use him, it may, if there's one knock on John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan is trading three first round draft picks for a project that you're going to try to use like Justin Fields when he's not exactly.
0: Here. It's like you drafted Trey Lance to use him like Justin Fields when you could have just drafted Justin Fields. I did not understand that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, like, again, man, I really I've always said I like mobile quarterbacks that are elusive that can scramble. I never really wanted a running quarterback. And like you said, the, the NFL has designed uh, everything to protect the quarterback. So yep. as a team, you take run. advantage of
0: those rules, baby. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And that's why Tom Brady's like, able to play at 46 because, he, right. you know, he, he knows how not to get hurt. He's not running. Uh, and so, I don't know. I, I just not a fan of running quarterbacks. I, I don't think Trey necessarily has to be a running quarterback either. Though. Right. That's but it's it. like, but it's like you want a mobile quarterback. Purdy's yeah. mobile.
0: Yeah. Jimmy's not. You need a mobile quarterback. You need a guy who can make defenders, who can make pass rushers miss, who can extend plays. But yeah. how often does Purdy run past the line of scrimmage? Right. Sometimes?
1: Sometimes?
0: It's not that important. Steve Young did it. But, like, honestly, if you do it, you need to get out of bounds or get down. Yeah. And what you really need to do is be able to run behind the line of scrimmage. Purdy does that surprisingly well. Like, yeah. re- like maybe better than Trey. I swear his quickness is—his first few steps is quicker than Trey, which is really important for a quarterback. I, he's surprising defenders with his ability to get away from them, and uh, yeah. that's a huge part of the Niners' success. There was that play last night where he got away from the one uh, rusher, scrambled to his right, and hit Kittle on the run. Yeah, Dude, I mean, who's the last Niners quarterback who could do that? Kaepernick yeah. wasn't that el- elusive. Alex Smith for sure wasn't that elusive. That's a Jeff Garcia play, man, and yeah. I loved watching Jeff Garcia. But Jeff Garcia had a frenetic energy about him that this guy doesn't have. This guy is so calm. It's a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean Steve model, uh, Steve Young, excuse me, is a model for me. But uh, when you think about it, he had what eight concussions, and his career yes. went, ended his career early. Yeah, uh, Brock Purdy, what, what he didn't even
0: play that long. If you think about it, right? Exactly. He, his twenties, he sat.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the, the thing about Brock Purdy is, uh, I saw somewhere I. I you know, I, I didn't double check to fact check it, but it, I read that he has taken the least amount of sacks in the time he's been playing out of all quarterbacks. Uh, so he's elusive. He's not being sacked. So he's protecting himself, uh, which is huge for his longevity as well.
0: But he's not one of these guys like Zach Wilson who uh, constantly goes off script and can't uh, operate within the timing and rhythm of the offense. Like he can do that too. On the final drive, it's just boom, slant, boom, slant, boom, slant. And I know people are looking at like, Jesse has shown out. Uh, Jesse Naylor has shown um, Brock Purdy's passing chart. He's not really throwing to the right very much. Something to watch, mm-hmm. something to monitor. Maybe it's um, he doesn't. He's not good at it. Maybe it's a small sample size thing. But so far, uh, I, I'm running out of things to nitpick with this guy. And I feel like, um, man, the Niners might have just really lucked out here. They might have found their. They might They may have found their franchise quarterback. And I think what's funny is, you know, Kyle. I've been so hard on Kyle. Uh, he may have just needed to find the right quarterback for him and it's not easy to do. A lot of quarterbacks a lot of head coaches never do find the right quarterback, but right now I mean if he wanted Mac Jones, this guy's a lot better. So way more likable
1: too.
0: Way more likable, way more elusive, better athlete, just as good of an arm. Man, they're lucky they didn't take Mac Jones because yeah. now they got Brock Purdy.
1: So Good for yeah, him. I mean, if we're, if we're nitpicking, the only thing I can think of would be arm strength. And we'll see if that sure. hurts him later sure. on in, in the season or in the postseason. But uh, other than that, I don't see any weaknesses in his game.
0: No. Uh, no. And again, the the little intangibles are so intriguing. Make me feel like he can win a Super Bowl this year. I mean, yeah, I think the so. offense is killing it right now 2.0 H says the inter- interception had more to do with him not seeing the defender than arm strength according to Purdy I believe him he could throw it farther than that further than- farther farther so, distance
1: Kittle did have to come back and stop his route so you know even if he didn't see the defender it, it, he didn't lead Kittle
0: I also didn't really like the play call like that's a Trey Lance call uh, yeah. a, f- a full route roll- a full rollout to the left throw back to the right you need yeah. a cannon for that I, I, yeah. I think there are other ways to get the ball down the field with Brock that don't mm-hmm. require that, but that would be Didn't match the skill set. That's a Trey Lance play all around. Yeah. That, that's a Josh Allen play. Andrew Seabass says, hey, Grant, first time donate. Keep up the awesome content. Look forward to you, all your live streams. Thank you, Andrew. That was very nice. Sean, the Raiders expose Kings and the Niners defense armor. To what extent do you think D'Amico Ryans will be able to adjust going forward? I haven't seen a lot of adjustments from D'Amico. Uh, it seems like his adjustment is when the defensive line dominates, he looks great. When the defensive line doesn't dominate... The Defense doesn't look great, so I'm starting to wonder. I, I think he's gonna be right here next year. D'Amico and Ryan, no, no offense, but again, he's only been a coordinator for two years and he just gave up 34 points last night, last yesterday to Vegas. So I'm not sure. Uh, good question about D'Amico.
1: Yeah, I think somebody's gonna give him. I mean, they offered him last year, they'll probably offer, he'll find, probably have it, at least an in interview this year.
0: I, yeah, I think so. Joseph says, uh, too short, E-40 Snoop made a group called Mount Westmore this year. Yeah. Newer UG <laughs> guys here are uh, AZ Chike. Yep, he's great. LA rapper uh, with Bay Vibes. Yeah, he he had one song that I had on my best of 2020 playlist, I want to say. the um, boy from Vallejo, of course. He was in uh, uh, SOB, RBE. See, I know all about this. Who is instant classics like Sum It Up and True Colors, Glock P Approved. Um, on a Gang by uh Du is my favorite song from the boy On a Gang. <laughs> Check that one out. Purdy me says Trey had to have a career uh, in order for the Niners to ruin it. Grant, man, people love taking shots at Trey. To me, I think Trey is a bit of a tragic story um, in the sense that he didn't do anything wrong. The Niners were the team that made the controversial trade up and draft pick. Then they were the ones that made the controversial decision to sit him on the bench. Then they were the ones that made the controversial deci- decision to run him up the ta- between the tackles. It feels like they kind of ruined his chance to reach his full potential. But at the same time, he's younger than most of the quarterbacks in the upcoming draft. So I don't know. We'll see.
1: His story is not over. I, don't I hope think. it's not. Yeah, I hope even, it's not. even if it's not with the Niners, he's going to, he, he's got a long career ahead. but he is,
0: he is, or I'm going to talk about it in a minute, but he's in a bit of a catch 22 mm-hmm. where he needs experience and he can't get it. And how the longer he goes without getting experience, the more he's going to need it. And the worse off he's going to be. So I feel bad for him. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, being K Frank says, should running game be developed before playoffs? Um, it should be maybe expanded, but it's looking pretty good right now. Expanded to other players. Chad News says, so nice to see our quarterback stay calm and not get the happy panic feet when he is getting some pressure. Calm a cucumber. It's been a long time, guys. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's yeah, really it's been. To watch. Jimmy, like the anxiety would, if the first read wasn't there, he's like, oh, it Kase, what feet. did Kyle say? What did Kyle say? Yeah. Wish Kyle would have called the same plays for Trey. Yeah, me too. Me too. me too. My bad, misses The Rat Window last night. The whole post-game stream turned into yeah, the best West like, Coast rappers of all time. And I, I had to give my controversial take that Tupac isn't really a West Coast rapper. I, t- I, I, don't, know, I don't know what region you would call him because he made all his music out here, but he is from the East Coast. And to me, a West Coast rapper has to sound like someone from the West Coast. Ice Cube, Too Short, have the most West Coast voices of all time.
1: Tupac? I'm, I'm going to give him the West Coast nod because of his... He He was probably the the leading soldier on all the West Coast, East Coast he was. rivalry, right? He, so, was.
0: he really was. Yeah. He was like, but he was like a mid season acquisition by the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? He's like the Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, Cesar Caesar, Caesar says it's uh, definitely going to be an uphill battle for Trey next year as, he, as the legend of Brock Purdy continues to grow. Why don't we get to it and then we'll finish? It's, it's time to talk about that. Let's. We'll get to the rest of our super chats in a minute. Do you think it would benefit Trey Lance to start 2023 as Brock's backup? You know, Speaking I've been
1: thinking. I've been thinking about this lately and uh, I do actually see a benefit in it for him. And the reason why is if Trey somehow wins the competition and is the starting uh, quarterback next year, going into the season, the pressure is super high, right? People are going to be expecting the same level of play. If they start off losing, everyone's going to be calling for Brock Purdy. It, It could be disastrous. Whereas if Brock Purdy starts, And there's been 65 different quarterbacks who started in the NFL this year. So the backup quarterback position is extremely important. And it's highly likely that they're going to need to go to a backup quarterback, no matter who starts, whether it's Brock or Trey. At some point next year, the backup is probably going to need to come in. So I can see a benefit of Brock starting, being anointed, fan base happy. And then if Trey needs to come in, there's less pressure and he can just be himself and maybe he can be the savior kind of like Brock has been this year, as opposed to being that lead guy who, who a lot of fans might feel is anointed and you have uh, Brock Purdy standing behind him. People cheering for Brock Purdy at the first sign of a loss or struggle. It could be hard on him. So it's, I could almost see an advantage of him backing up Brock.
0: Yeah. Again, it would be like this last year, but even more intense because I think the, the feeling with Trey is that he never earned the job. He was drafted. They spent three first-round picks on him, so it was a a fait accompli that he was going to be given the job eventually. But he became the starter without doing anything. It was just like, well, he sat on the bench, and now he's ready. Uh, And it felt like maybe some players in the locker room were like, this isn't right, Um, whether it was or not. I thought it was right. But it was always – maybe felt a little artificial, and same thing now. I mean, Brock Purdy's on a historic run. He's winning game – like, playoff games, essentially. Now he's going to go to the playoffs. I don't see how – what Trey Lance could do in the offseason that would trump what's going on right now in the season, unless unless Brock Purdy freaking falls on his face in a couple of weeks in a way that I don't see happening. So, yeah, I I don't see how you can just insert Trey into the starting lineup. It, I don't think the locker room would accept it. I don't think the fan base would accept it. I don't think the coaching staff would want to do it. Um, but if Purdy comes out next year, that there's a book on him. He struggles. He gets hurt, whatever – now there's no pressure on Trey Lance. He comes in. He's a savior. Everyone loves him. He's everyone's favorite player. I think that's a that's a good call. The other thing, though, is the catch-22 I alluded to with Trey Lance. He needs experience. He's the least experienced NFL quarterback ever, still. And now he's going into year three of his career, and there's another is a possibility that that one will be spent on the bench, too. At a certain point, that's going to ruin his career, I think, if he can't ever play. Because he didn't even play that much in college, either. And if you, he turns out to be a bust, you could— point to this well he's a guy who needed experience who didn't get experience and you got to blame the team now it didn't hurt the team because they found their guy anyway in brock purdy but it really hurt trey and i'm afraid that you know if this were another sport he could go to the g league or the minor leagues and get reps but in football you can't the only reps you get are in practice and that's not football it's not um so i'm a little concerned for trey here guy guy needs id to get id can't get id yeah it's not gonna work you know
1: Yeah, yeah, I can I can see it, man. You know, it's definitely possible. Like, you know, Brock Purdy goes into the playoffs and loses the game. Like, it's he's the reason that they lost. Like, those two interceptions at the wrong time or something like that. I can see uh, Trey Lance coming out as the starter, um, and that's still a possibility. Uh, Right now, to me, it's feeling like more like if Brock Purdy continues at this pace uh, and and has the same performances that he's having now in the postseason. Uh, that is probably going to be Brock's team to start next year. Uh, but again, 65 different quarterbacks have started or played in the NFL yeah. this year. And <laughs> there's going to be another opportunity for Trey Lance. And that's why it's so important to have a good backup quarterback and why it's so important to have both of these guys on the team next year, um, especially for his cheap as they're going to be.
0: Also, look at Jared Stidham yesterday. He's been uh, developing on the bench for four years. Four hasn't played with the same coach, all of a sudden gets an opportunity, looks good. Looks like he's been playing. So, I mean, let's not write off Trey Lance. Maybe the Niners can develop him on the bench. The Packers developed Aaron Rodgers on the bench. The Niners developed Steve Young on the bench. It's been done. He's very young. Uh, He could be way better next year just off of practice. Um, But what I do think is interesting is in the upcoming draft for the years, quarterbacks have been drafted based on upside who could be the best based off of whatever you think they have going for them. Experience has always been kind of like a bad thing. Well, he stayed in school. He's a senior. He's a fifth year senior. He's, is that going to flip all of a sudden? Are people going to be like, "Mm, this guy's 24 years old. He's been playing a lot. His upside isn't that much, but he could play right now. This other guy over here, great athlete, but uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to, is this
1: all going to flip? It might. I don't know. Well, I think what you see is what you, you get what you see with yeah. those guys, right? You, yeah. you kind of know where they're at right now, almost, right? Brock Purdy is probably pretty close to his ceiling as far as how far he can improve. You know, he might improve a little bit with more reps in the NFL, but I think he's he's probably at like 80% of his mm-hmm. ceiling, whereas Trey Lance is probably like 50, 60% of his ceiling. If that. You know, if, if that, that, right? Yeah. Um, but something to keep in mind, too, with, with, with uh, Trey Lance um, and Brock Purdy, a lot of the stuff that Brock Purdy has, it's possible. Not, it's not guaranteed, but it's possible. Those things can be learned with experience. Whereas the things that Trey Lance has, that's just natural born talent that you can't really learn with experience. So we can't say that Trey Lance can't it's develop true. the things that Brock Purdy has with more time and experience. But we can definitely say Brock Purdy's never going to be taller, strong like right. an like Trey Lance. So you know it's it's interesting man gotta love the 49ers constantly creating uh just great amazing content to follow so but again you know
0: it's the catch 22 for trey like yeah he just needs experience how does he get it how does he get it now brock's in his way and these practices i mean it's it's something it's not nothing but it's not 100 percent what he needs so he's a very interesting case I hope the Niners can figure out a way to get him some experience because that's 100% what he needs, and he just might be great. He might be way better than Brock if he gets it. But how many years of experience is he behind Brock? How many years would it take Trey Lance playing full seasons to to him to get to the point where he had the same level of confidence, awareness, and field vision and poise that Brock has right now? Maybe one, maybe seven. I have no idea.
1: Neither do the Niners. That tells me three. He He'd probably take about three years, you know, to get to that level of, of confidence and experience. Um, you know, but who knows if that's, actually- and here's the, here's
0: one more thing too. If people are like, some people are like, Hey, the Niners should trade Trey Lance. They can't, if they were to trade him this off season, they would have $11 million. His cap number is nine, 9.3 next year. If they trade him, they'd have 11 million in dead money and they would create 1.7 million in cap savings. He's here. I, You're guess, not getting cheaper at the quarterback spot. He's here.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad he's here. I think it would be an absolute mistake to trade Trey Lance um you know unless you get like three first rounders or something then you're like okay fine let's do that but no one's gonna you get, won't
0: you yeah. won't get three first rounders and you won't save any money so it's, it would be the stupidest thing of all time to trade Trey lance he's not going anywhere yeah but at no, the same time from trey's perspective that might be like damn man like i'm gonna be on the bench again next year i can't I, I can't request a trade not
1: that he would but like man i'm never gonna
0: play football ever again god what did i do why me
1: <laughs> i wonder well, Again, man, I keep going back to this quarterbacks get injured. I could, I definitely That's would, That's I would true. be highly surprised if Brock Purdy plays 17 games next year if he was the starter. So I think Trey Lance is going to get his opportunity. Uh, and who knows, man? Yeah. Maybe Trey Lance balls out this offseason. Maybe Brock Purdy falls off this postseason. Uh, so it's still a lot to be determined. But uh, I don't think we've heard the last from Trey Lance, even on the 49ers. I think he's going to get you know, some games.
0: I agree. I think what we're seeing in the NFL is you need two quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, you need either. Two quarterbacks were a really good backup. Um, mm-hmm. Look at look at Philly right now. They thought gardner Minshew was good. They're falling apart.
1: Um, look at everybody. Look at freaking Baltimore. Look at, you know, yeah. everybody's. Uh, damn near every team has uh, had a need to put in a backup. Outside of maybe the Bucks. who else? Who else? Is yeah. In, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I would say well. I mean, Kansas City, uh, uh,
0: Buffalo. But really, I mean, if, if you don't have that, like, you probably need to. And the Niners have two, and that's a good thing. Yeah, Purdy. Me says best quarterbacks are elusive to stay behind the line of scrimmage and look to pass. The running quarterbacks never win Super Bowls. Thought Trey was elusive, but he's more a runner without elite athleticism or accuracy. Bad combo. I don't know what the hell Trey Lance is. I think he's a really good athlete. What I like about Trey is he may not be as quick as Purdy because he's bigger, but he's so strong. He could like he was like Roethlisberger. He could break tackles in the backfield. I still like Trey Lance. I just feel bad for him that he can't get the experience that he needs. Mm-hmm. and I feel good for the Niners. They have Brock freaking Purdy out of nowhere. Spider right. Rico says, where's Trey at mentally now? He has said he can't run against D like he did in FCS, broken bones in hand, 21 broken ankle. Will he mentally be able to use run, uh, running ability going forward?
1: I guess, I mean, I can't answer that question, but it's a good question. I'm hoping Kyle Shanahan doesn't try to use him the same way. That's my hope.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that's maybe it's more scar tissue mentally for Kyle. Like, hey, use him like you Put him into the Brock Purdy offense. Mm -hmm. And that's what Trey Lance is going to have to, you know, improve. The timing and rhythm of those throws, like the slant throws. Uh, Brock can do it. And Brock can get the ball downfield well enough. Trey might be able to get the ball downfield better, but you also have to hit those timing throws as well. So that's where he needs to improve. That's the game for Trey. That his career depends on it. I think he can do it. Among all the NFC quarterbacks in the playoffs, Brock's football IQ has to be ranked high behind to Brady. Yeah, his awareness, his IQ. All those intangibles are 90, 97. Would Trey have been there at 12?
1: I think, it, I don't know. I think, uh, wasn't Atlanta going to get Trey Lance? Um, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I, guess I, what I, was I remember one. hearing that yeah. last when they drafted him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do, you th-
0: do you think Jimmy would have won this game? No, I don't. I don't think Jimmy would have put up 37 points in this game without Debo. I don't. Mm-hmm. So that's another game. I mean, this is the Brock effect, in my opinion. Ezio says, uh, "I don't fault D'Amico. Quarterbacks that don't have much tape can come out of nowhere and have a good game. I think is that it was a combo of that in NYE in Las Vegas. No, that's fair. I mean, to me, what I saw was D'Amico came out conservative because he didn't really know what to expect from Jared Stidham. But then, like, okay, but adjust at halftime. You see it. You've seen what he's doing. He's moving more. He's scrambling. He's doing play action. Adjust. And I didn't. I mean." If he did, it, there wasn't an, a, a necessarily a, an effective solution.
1: Yeah, the thing, the thing that wears me a little bit. And I guess we'll talk more about it, but uh, when you bootleg play action, it kind of freezes Bosa and takes him out of the out of the picture. And when you do that, now the DB's got to hang with these receivers for a lot longer. And uh, you know, I think we'll talk about it more, but that, that is my concern with this team. Did but you see
0: I'll, that one play where Bosa was like completely unblocked and he was so confused? He had like a free shot at Stidham, and he just stopped. Instead of, like, made a throw down the field. I think it was incomplete, but I think Bosa thought it was a screen or something. Like, he was a little confused in that game. He straight up stopped, like, like the Madden controller broke or something, you know? I didn't see that. I'm going to check for that. 2.08 says, I agree, uh, Re. It was a bad throw. Just saying it was, uh, wry, Rye, Rye. Uh, it was a bad throw. Just saying it was probably bad because he thought he was wide open, trying to be safe instead of not be able to get it there. That's what he said. He's basically said, I thought he was wide open. I just wanted to lay it up. Um, he wasn't so I need to delete him so we'll see Ed thank you Uh, 24 Jaden says Grant been watching since 2019 film reviews A OG thank you very much (laughs) Um, uh, Thomas Fox says Grant no one showed love to Jacka and the mob figures in your post last night uh, yay area Purdy's the truth I love Jack and the mob figures I I I wanted to bring them up what's nice about them is they have this like melancholy gangster uh, thing that is very their own thing, you know. In the Bay, it's, there's a lot of like, hyphy party music, and the Jacka was not like that at all. He it's like he knew. Well, he ended up getting shot and killed. So it, going back and listening to his stuff is always kind of very haunting. Um, yeah. But I I uh, I have a Jacka playlist with at least seventy songs. I love the Jack. I like his little sing songy vo- flow. Um, it's a little bit like Mac Dre, a little bit like Slick Rick. But again, there's something very scary about him. He was
1: too. So- he was the real guy. Guys, dude. there's two guys I want to give a shout-out to. One is uh Mac Maul that was not Ooh! right into the equation. One of my favorites love Mac from, Maul. from that time period. Love Mac and the Maul. other one is you may or may not know him. You're from Oakland, but uh he was my uh partner. We used to do music together back in '99. Is Bita Wita. He's from East. Oh Oakland. what? Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. He, Bita Wita's your boy? Yeah, he's I love there. Bita Wita. Yeah. If people sleep on him, he's he's big time, I love Beta Wita's my boy. I had like four songs with him. And- Are you serious? You made yeah. music? Yeah, back. That's what I was doing. Can before. you?
0: Can you please forward this to me? Can I hear your songs with Beta Wita? It's from. I'm 99. a fan.
1: It's on. It's from '99. It's on Adat, like these big reels. But
0: I'm pretty sure there's a tweet I put out a few years ago saying that I'm the Beta Wita of Bay Area sports journalism. You can look that up. Yeah.
1: So I'm we a went big to, fan. We went to music recording school in San Francisco, and he was my lab partner, and we just became friends and did a bunch of music together. Yeah. Man, I'm a huge fan now. now.
0: Now I'm starstruck by Ryan. That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's so tight. Great. It's a good chance we get the one seed. Eagles might just lose to the Giants. We really easily beaten this Cardinals. The one thing is the Giants have nothing to gain. They can't, they're the sixth seed. They can't move up. They can't move down. So they might sit all their starters. They might not. I don't know. It's a possibility the Giants will just lose that game. Not sure. Start Timothy Glanders to start pretty uh dev uh dev tray. Give him some series at the end of the games develop Trey Trey is young there is time I'll be happy as long as they actually try to develop him yeah there should be a plan they gotta have a plan to develop Trey TL and Purdy can be sitting next year Brady is coming (laughs) Brady's starting to turn it up hey don't write it look it's a great story they've won nine in a row ultimately Brock Kyle D'Amico all these guys are going to be judged based off what they do in the playoffs so we're having a great time covering the regular season but that's the that's a fact if mm-hmm. Kyle, if they lose in the first round, no one's going to be talking about man. Kyle is the greatest code. Brock is the like that's going to be that's going to be you know code blue if they lose. I'm not saying they will, but it's all dependent on what happens in the playoffs. You yeah. know, it is. Yeah. Two point oh h has been saying there's something about a rod sneaking into the playoffs, playing the niners who always beat him in the playoffs scares me, especially if the D looks like they did yesterday. Banks, G Law injury's huge. Yeah, yeah, G Law. Um, you although.
1: Know. Banks doesn't worry me as much because of uh, uh, Brindle. Uh, Because I think, what's his name is going to be good. I can't think of it. Is it Brindle or uh, Brunskill? Uh, The the Aaron Banks injury doesn't scare me as much.
0: Uh, Brunskill's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not really worried about the Packers because I don't think they have a ton of weapons on offense. And also the night how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers and the Packers fly to the West Coast just to get smacked? Yeah, it's been Except for that one time. I don't know. Every time. Donald Johnson says, Grant, please stop with the grown man slander that you're so accustomed to displaying. Mm, I'm gonna keep doing me. Also, why do white quarterbacks with no resume are called great and black quarterbacks with a
1: lengthy resume still need to prove it? Well, I mean, we've talked That's about great. that a lot. Yeah, it's racist, r- racial bias towards black quarterbacks. I got a, I got a uh, the history of black quarterbacks uh, content video coming out uh, probably next week. So if you want to go to my channel, look for that. I'm doing the whole piece on that. So we, we Grant and I both acknowledge it and see it.
0: Best rapper in Sack currently. Man, Sack makes some really violent music.
1: Um, it's the opposite of the Bay.
0: The Bay's like still trying to party, and Sack's like, we will kill you. Mac J. Mac J's pretty hard, but I haven't heard a good song from him in a year or two. But I really like Mac J. He had his friend. Who was his friend? This dude got shot.
1: Uh, what was his dude's name? My favorite Sack rapper is uh, Brother Lynch Hung from back in the well, day. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Not the current stuff, but that's my favorite Sack rapper. Or D- and then or there was. Well,
0: SIBO but that's not is he from SAC or was he from like Antioch He's sack. He's sack, He's sack. Yeah. okay 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 SIBO's great and he He started the mob figures. That was his group right? Jacka, Hustler, uh, pretty sure SIBO presents know. the mob figures pretty sure I'm pretty sure What Mozzie? I haven't heard a great song from Mozzie in a while either. Is he is he in jail? I don't know. I thought I saw someone on Twitter. I don't know. What if BP gets hurt in uh, Playoffs who starts next year BP or Trey Lance Man, what if the, hey, can, that that's a real eight lever hype eight level hypothetical? What if he gets hurt in the playoffs? What does he hurt? Did he yeah, hurt his so. knee? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Edgar says, you win Super Bowl if your quarterback plays every regular season game. JG, or Lamar, who's your quarterback? Uh, oh, JG? Wow. Are you talking uh, about Jimmy G? Um, Man, Lamar. Lamar is the best of these
1: three. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Lamar.
0: I'd like to see Lamar in a non-Greg Roman system. David Butler says, "Why don't DC, why won't DC send an extra rusher? Soft zone defense obviously wasn't working." Shake my head. Because when you play send an, F, an extra rusher, you got to play man coverage and he didn't trust his Did you see what happened to some of these DBs in man coverage? Lenore Gibson, Hafunga. I mean, the only guy who can cover the two wards can cover man to man. The two wards can cover man to man, and even Chavarias gave up a touchdown man to man.
1: So, does Lenore really get beat that bad, or is he just not making plays on the ball? I feel like he was in the area. Same thing. Kind of reminds <laughs> me. Same of, thing. Kind of reminded me of Amory Thomas last year. You know how he's always in the right area, just wasn't being able to make a play on the ball. I mean,
0: that was Chris Cullifer back in the day. Like, yeah. that's not good enough. You need guys who can make plays on the ball. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Mosley sure. could. Pava Nate says, uh, Tolo Lava from America. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yep. Love the content. Regardless what happens this season, QB battles should bring out the best in both 13 and 5 next season. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Dustin Dagg says, for every Brock Purdy, there's a 100 Josh Rosens. Mm. What do they have in common? I don't know. What do they have in common? Uh, poopy Pants. You should okay. get that checked out. It says, Ayuk said coaches got on Purdy about timing last week. That's crazy if they get on Purdy about ball being on time. Imagine what they thought about Trey. That's a good point. That's a good point. And that's where Trey's going to have to close the gap. Yeah. Because that's what they want. Pally says props to Jimmy for lifting the Niners back up during our dark years, but now he's holding us back. Niners fans got to accept that Trey Brock are our future. I think most have. I think most have. I think Brock has won over a lot of the Jimmy fans because he can do everything Jimmy can do, except the one thing Brock can't do that Jimmy does well quarterback sneak. Man, they, those you New England quarterbacks, you just G- did him, was quarterback sneaking the hell out of it last night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, getting Brock, like 2 3 yards I seen really good quarterback sneaks from Brock yet for some reason.
0: Nah. Yeah. Kenny Kenny 757 says, "What's up with Robbie Goldie? used to be clutch, but he's been a little shaky as of late. How can he practice to improve?" I don't want to say anything too snarky. I don't know, maybe he's getting a little old. I don't know. Maybe he, he's saving his clutchness for the playoffs. This could be his last year. The, to me it felt like a playoff game last night and it felt like like there were nerves. He, there was there was pressure on that field goal even though it was it was the Niners didn't need the game and he that was a field goal he would have never normally made, but I feel like that was postseason pressure. So yeah. maybe it's a good thing that he felt it a little early. He hasn't had any pressurized kicks all year. Robbie will be fine. I, I said he wasn't clutch last night on uh, Twitter. He's made a million clutch qu- kicks. Robbie, if you're watching, I love you. You're my favorite person in the world. <laughs> Noop <Anup laughs> says, D'Amico is not there yet with respect to coverage schemes. I never see 6, 7, or 8 back in coverage. DB scheme is predictable and beatable. Yeah, and that's, you know, Corey Udland too, the pass game coordinator, DB coach. He could be, well, I don't think D'Amico's, personally, I don't think he's going anywhere yet. Remember, Salah took four years to get out of here. Sam says, uh, also, Salah having a little bit of a down second half of this. He Was he 1-6 his last seven? That's not going to help D'Amico either. Not that it sh- not that they should be connected. Demo was trash covering BT. He gave good pressure, but he gave good pressure when he blitzed the, this game. Put him back to NB. Rotate with Jimmy Ward and have another corner step up um he was a good blitzer but you can't blitz him every time yeah but he was yeah they got i think they got to do something different there adam gardner says brock played good despite what some people are saying no one is perfect and he still put up 37 points yeah plus kittle had an end zone drop and jennings had a drop right in front of the end zone kittle had an end zone drop that almost looked like a pick to me but yeah, i feel you kurt says he's a new member thanks Briss and lavish d the best from SAC. oh lavish d for sure bris that's who i was Br- Briss bris bris is bris passed away bris got killed but he mac J was the guy who made music with bris he was the guy who like made the the mac J's great and lavish d2 lavish d good name too lavish i love rap names you gotta have a good name if you're a rapper some that's like have their like like their whole name i'm like dude you're no you gotta it's gotta be more panache than that thank you for being a maver uh, a member flavor reborn Re- see that's a good name flavor reborn restorations that's a name x-rated see now we're getting there you go there you go okay <laughs> Moving on. Is it time to be concerned about the Niners' defense? I mean, we're talking about the number one defense in the league, supposedly. Gives up 34 points and damn near 500 total yards to a 6-10 and team. Playing a quarterback in his fourth year, making his first career start. To me, if you put it like that, it is cause for concern. What do you see
1: Uh, I definitely, it is a concern. I tweeted last night that, uh, you know, I'm happy to see the win, but I do have concerns for the playoffs. Uh, The 49ers in the playoffs, especially in the late rounds, maybe not first round, uh, but in the later rounds, they're going to face offenses uh, that are, you know, just as talented or close to as talented, if not, or more talented than the Raiders. Um, But the problem is they're going to see defenses that are better than the Raiders. So if the defense, if our defense, 49ers defense is allowing teams to put up thirty-four points and then they're asking Brock Purdy in the offense to put up thirty seven points against teams with stacked defenses. Uh that could be a problem. And that's my concern for uh the postseason. And you know what's weird about it is my concern was always the defensive backs and obviously they played bad last night, but you know, I don't think the linebacks were especially great and the defensive line didn't get any sacks, didn't apply any pressure. Mm-hmm. So it was it was And the one whole-
0: defense wasn't great.
1: The run defense was it like Josh Jacobs. He's a stud, but yeah. he was he was doing what he wanted um, against the 49ers. So the whole defense in general last night uh, didn't didn't play well, and I'm not hmm. sure what the reason is for that. But they're definitely going to have to step up. You can't ask Brock Purdy to put up 37 points against the Bills or um, the Chiefs or Philly or anybody like that. So
0: I have a theory about the defense. I think it's just overrated. It's not. I don't think it's the best defense in the league, even though it statistically is. Uh, I think what we've seen, it's a team that's... The Niners haven't faced many offenses this year that have multiple weapons that are playoff caliber. The Raiders have three, maybe four. Waller, Jacobs, Adams, and you could maybe throw in Renfro, that's but awesome. definitely three.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, how many teams did the Niners face this year? Had three guys that you were really worried about.
1: Well, they yeah, have the uh, second easiest team. schedule of yeah. any team in the NFL
0: all year. Not the Dolphins. They had Tyreek, and that was it. Jalen Waddle was hurt. Um, uh, not the Chargers. They had their wide receivers hurt. Not the Rams. They had Cooper Cup, and that's it. Uh, the Seahawks have their two wide receivers and their running back. That's okay. Um, really, they haven't. The Niners haven't faced teams like this yet. And if there's one guy the Niners have to worry about, they can shut him down. But if there's three, all of a sudden you get bad matchups left and right. And D'Amico's like, I can't call man to man coverage because I can't help him. And I, all of a sudden. It's all about their front seven, and if the pass rush isn't getting home, then the defense looks bad. So I'm, I'm, I, it looked bad against the Raiders. It looked bad against the Chiefs. What's going to happen if they make it to the Super Bowl and they face um, Cincinnati or Buffalo or Kansas? or or what happens if they face Minnesota at home? Like, that's a team that has T.J. Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, and Dalvin Cook. A lot like the Raiders. Can the Niners handle a team with three premier weapons? Not yesterday. So I don't yeah. know. That That's concerning to me.
1: And they go deep. Uh, the, the Vikings, you know, they throw a card. You know, say what you want um, about the quarterback, but he he throws deep. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's.
0: And the book is out on the Niners defense. You go deep at Diamandor Lenore as many freaking times a game as you can. As you yeah. can, especially if you're losing late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, and it's been talked about for the last three or four weeks. Even nationally, I've seen a few people here and there saying that. Um, and, you know, I've been saying it. You've been saying it. And yesterday we saw what happens when you do. And I think the first, like, four passes are are – I think in the first drive they had over – four passes over 20 yards against the 49ers. So I think the book is out on them, and they're going to have to adjust. Uh, I don't know what they need to do, maybe back off a little bit. they got to teach Huff not to jump these short routes. Even Charverius Ward gave an interview last week talking about, you know, that the D-line is so good at applying pressure to the quarterback that we can just jump on these short routes. And uh, Exactly.
0: It's exactly. Sort
1: of not they gotten used to it. And exactly. It showed up as a problem. So, what happens is if either the pass
0: rush isn't getting home or it's rushing so wildly that it's creating scramble lanes for Jared Stidham to extend plays, now mm-hmm. the Niners defense has shown to have a major Achilles heel. And that Achilles heel is called coverage. It's a pretty big thing. But what the Niners are built to do is rush the quarterback and tackle. They think our pass rush is so good. Our run defense is so good. Teams are just going to pee down their legs, throw quick screens and check downs, and and we're going to rally and make the tackle. That is, They were right. That's what teams did all year. But now teams are finally realizing that that's just suicide against the 49ers. we got to at least make an effort to go down the field and test their coverage because Gibson, Hafunga, Lenore, three guys – that are not great in man-to-man coverage and if you can get after I mean Waller had ate their lunch, Adams ate their lunch and in the playoffs there's going to be guys that good. So um it's to me yes, it's time to be concerned about the Niners defense. It has a major Achilles heel in a way that I don't even know that the offense does. I mean, the offense Achilles heel used to be Jimmy, the quarterback, and that's a huge Achilles heel for a team to have, but now, I mean, it's 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 the offensive line, but McGlinchy was great
1: yesterday. So, I don't know. Yeah, especially if you're boot, like if you're bootlegging away from Bosa, you're taking them completely out, and you're buying time for your receivers. I think that's the key for for teams facing the 49ers. And you saw that yesterday with Stidham; he, he did a really good job at at buying time outside the pocket and, and making plays. Um. So so look. Uh.
0: Yeah. It's it, it, there is cause for concern with the defense, but let me end this topic in a positive way. The Niners still won. They gave up 34 points and won which is huge because I, ne- I I don't think you're really going to win a Super Bowl in 2023 with defense. The, the, all the rules are set up for the offense. And eventually you're going to face a team with a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame coach and Hall of Fame w- wide receivers, and you, you just can't do it. And so that's what happened in the, playoff, in the Super Bowl three years ago. They had that great defense, everything was looking great, and then boom, it fell apart. And the offense couldn't score enough, and you lost by 11, and you gave up 31 points. Now it feels like... The Niners can win that game. You know, if they get into a shootout with Kansas City like they did freaking th- two months ago, they can win that game now. They couldn't with Jimmy. But now but, they can't. And they don't need their defense to carry them to a Super Bowl. They they can win with offense. And that's, to me, it gives you a better chance to win the
1: freaking Super Bowl. Yeah, the offense is actually uh, looks right now very dynamic. looks better. Yeah. Than- it looks like less of a weakness against um, than the defense does right now, which is weird to say because the defense is ranked number one. Right. Um, but the defense has an Achilles heel coverage. And the, on the offense, frankly,
0: doesn't have an Achilles heel right now.
1: No, I can't think of many or any, honestly. The only thing I will say, though, is we see what happens with the 49ers' offense when they play top-notch defenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's maybe – Mm-hmm. The only thing that the concerns me a little bit, you know, the Raiders' yeah. defense is actually really bad. So, yeah. you know, they're like twenty second or twenty fourth at, or, you know, at everything. So That's they're true. not really true. They're not really good. That's um, true. So we're gonna have to see. But I mean, they have all the weapons, and Brock Purdy's looked amazing. I don't see it. Kyle Shanahan, honestly, hats off to Kyle Shanahan. I think he's really in his bag right now. Like uh, Kyle Shanahan, to me, the last couple of weeks has looked good. I'm going to nitpick on that one. I love Kyle though. I want to give him his props,
0: but I do want to talk about the offense because it's it's getting optimized. It is an optimization mode and I love it, but I think we can take it even further. This, this offense has serious potential and it's reaching it. Dustin Dagg says, Josh Rosen, Mac Jones, uh, so-called pro ready. Yeah, I feel you on that, but it's like in retrospect, why were they pro ready? Because they were pocket style quarterbacks, but they were not experienced. I, I went to UCLA. I watched the Josh Rosen three years. At uh, UCLA. And didn't have a ton of experience. Didn't have great numbers. Mac Jones started for a year and a quarter. Brock Purdy was a four-year starter. That's what I'm saying. Like, this whole lots of playing time, I think that's going to be valued more. Not just your style of play. Because yeah. the NFL is not a, um, it's really not a developmental league. There's less and less practice time every year. I think they have 14 padded practices in the regular season. It's hard. It's crazy. It's really hard. That's crazy, yeah. Joshua Wyatt says, Happy New Year, Grant. Happy New Year, Joshua. Did you have fun partying on the trip with the? N- <laughs> I really didn't party in Vegas. I'm 34 years old. I went with my wife. We went to sleep early. We we went out. We we. It was the first time I was awake when the ball dropped in years. And we walked straight back to our hotel after that and went to sleep. I was asleep by by one in the morning. I was proud of it too. I was rested <laughs> for that game. I was more rested than the Niners were. New year. Can I just say something? New year is a silly. It's a silly holiday. What are we celebrating? Calendar. The calendar? Yeah. What happened? If people yeah. celebrate New Year too, like they just won the World Cup, people are like,
1: yes! <laughs>
0: yes! Like,
1: what did we do? Right.
0: We're alive! I still so yeah. don't understand
1: it, man. It people make bad calendar. decisions. Yeah, you can, wake up, you can wake up every day and start fresh. Be a New Year every day. Yeah.
0: New baby! New day, baby! I don't understand why people get so excited about New Year. Yeah, Ramon Clark says I was shocked right guard missed the kick. Uh who who what? Oh, right oh, Robbie Gold, not right guard. After he was practicing kicking over two And Raiders cheerleaders' heads during halftime. Was he? Glock Purdy's the man, Jimmy Who. No, man, the, the uh the Raiders have this like special um upstairs What do you uh stage. They don't they didn't do the halftime show from the from the field, which I thought was a mistake. I couldn't really see it. They're far away. Mm-hmm. Flavor Reborn Restoration says Kill Stolen TD was a uh, was a dime. The interception to 85 last night, Purdy's feet weren't set. He will learn and adapt due to smart hungry. Yeah, and I'm cool with a quarterback making mistakes if he uh, makes lots of plays, they offset. Sean says only got to face three defenses on route to the Super Bowl. Who do you foresee stopping this offense that they will most likely see?
1: The Philly's defense is good. Um, Buffalo's too. Those two, have defenses. Yeah. And, and even the Chiefs is not bad either. It's it's actually a decent, you
0: know. This was the Raiders' Super Bowl. Says Drunken Ninja, they played better than I've seen all year. Purdy getting some adversity under his belt was a good thing. Uh, okay, they were eliminated though, and it, uh, they've done this. All their games are one score games, and they've given up ten point leads five times. So, this is kind of who the Raiders are. But I feel you, Drunken Ninja. Week seventeen, D'Amico still no answer to a mobile quarterback. Says Sam. Yeah, man, and it goes back to the to the You're um, five. You're five. It goes back to Shanahan. solid two, man. It, yeah. it's a it's a Shanahan thing. Two starter uh, two starting cornerbacks go down. This is this is what you live with. Yeah, man, it was gonna catch up to him eventually. And I just think the fact that it hadn't caught up to him yet shows that they really haven't faced high powered offenses that were healthy. Tommy Boy, PDX gamer, says Would Jimmy have won against the Raiders? No. And again, going back to the the um the freaking Dolphins game. The Dolphins were 8-3 at that time. If you remember, there were a lot of open receivers down the field. Tua missed the throws. They were missing their left tackle and their right tackle. He was freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where you saw it. For, you saw it in the Kansas City game, but you saw it in the Miami game. You're thinking, man, if there were at least five explosives that he missed. At least five. And now— you saw Tampa Bay game.
1: Yep, it's absolutely. Brady just, for whatever reason, his, his passes were short in that game. Yep. But Brady had opportunities, too, that he didn't capitalize on.
0: And so teams watch the tape and they're like, all right, well we got to take these shots because they're there. Mm-hmm. Gary Fountain says, so when we played New Orleans in 2019, our defense didn't stop them one play. We will be fine. And Jacobs had 69 yards on 70 carries. Guys pushing it. Um. Oh, okay, so are we trying to are are we going uh, revisionist history that the defense played well last night? Is that what we're saying? The, the run defense was good. Is that that's what you're saying? Is that is that wow? That's a whole different level of Monday morning analysis. I didn't think it was good. DeAndre, thank you. I mean not to not I mean not to totally disagree with you on that. Okay. Here's my question for you. Has the 49ers offense become too Christian McCaffrey centric? He's a great player and I understand why Kyle Shanahan has the um uh, urge to give him the ball all the time. But in this last game the Niners had 62 snaps on offense. 28 of them went to McCaffrey in terms of touches. Uh, That's 19 of 27 runs, six catches on nine targets. Uh, In comparison, Jawan Jennings, two catches. Kittle, four catches. Ray Ray, one catch. Ayuk, nine. Um, Do you think... I don't know. What do you think of that, man? What, What do you think of McCaffrey just dominating the touches?
1: I don't think it's I, – I don't ever think it's a good thing to do the same thing over and over and over again. But I will say the first half and the second half look different to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Shanahan really spread it around. I think six people had rushes yesterday for the, the second 49ers, half. Danny Gray about, in the second half. Um, All of us. Yeah. Yep, yep. Ray yep, Ray, yep. Danny Gray. Yep. Getting, we got CDP. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Mason. Mason. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then now you got Debo and Elijah Mitchell coming back. Coming back, which we'll talk so about. So he definitely would benefit from spreading things around. And not only that, it's also preserving the health of Christian McCaffrey. I think he, that's another concern or re- another reason why you don't want to. Now, obviously, CMC's been effective uh, this year. He's been one of the main reasons the 49ers have had so much success over the last several weeks. Uh, but I think it's always good to mix it up. Uh, you know, You know, and it was not – actually, this. I saw Kyle check Get some uh some touches last night. He got two runs, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan needs to mix it up. See, the, the way we saw it the second half yesterday, I would like to see that uh, mm-hmm. more often versus with the first half yesterday.
0: What's interesting about McCaffrey to me is he's great. Um, But at the same time, he almost brings out Kyle Shanahan's conservative nature. Like Kyle Shanahan, we've talked about it. He's a micromanager. And when the pressure's on, he wants to be in control. He doesn't want to like let go and let his player and trust his players. So when you put you know fifty percent of your offense, when you make fifty percent of your offense go through McCaffrey, to me, what that is is him being conservative. Every play has to be a handoff or extended handoff. I don't trust my quarterback, and to me, that's that's the Jimmy offense. That is the Jimmy offense. Uh, a bunch of short stuff. And to me, it shortchanges the offense. McCaffrey does this thing, but you're not scoring as many points as you should. You're not taking advantage of the entire uh, array of talents that you have. And in the second half, what we saw is all of a sudden you get Ayuk involved and in a couple plays for Ray Ray and Juwan and the defense is on its heels. And now McCaffrey's even better. The offense yeah. is even better. You want balance. I don't like the whole extra uh, McCaffrey focus. He's great, but so is Ayuk. I freaking great, and then you got guys like Ray Ray who deserves more touches, Jawan who deserves more touches. Um, I think the more there's a healthy balance that gets established early in the game, dude, the better this offense is going to be. This is an offense that can be scoring forty points,
1: really. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I mean, in, in my opinion, maybe people don't agree, but this offense isn't much different. I mean, the throws that Brock Purdy is making in general are very similar to Jimmy's. It's just Brock is smarter, more aware, more uh, calm in the pocket, and way more mobile. Able to avoid sacks. Jimmy plays last night. Uh, he's probably getting sacked at least two or three times last night. Um, so you know, the, again, this this offense is very similar. It's the short passes. I mean, even even the game winning drive or the last two drives that Brock pretty had, uh, where he got a lot of his yards came after yard, uh, run after catch, right, yards after catch. Um, so, I mean, it's just it, – I think it shows you what it could have been with Jimmy had him. He'd be more mobile and smarter and uh, more composed. Uh, but it gives me reason. The reason why I'm talking about all this, it gives me reason to think that there's uh, there's reason for, ha- for having uh, interest in what maybe mm-hmm. Lance could bring to the table.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel like this offense has the potential to be really, really special. I mean, they're scoring 35 points a game in their sleep right now, and I feel like they still haven't optimized – the the full talent array. And this has an off. This is an offense that has the potential to be as special as any offense. I mean, and I, I think back of great offenses uh, through history. The Rams, the greatest show on turf. They weren't great because they just gave the ball to Marshall Faulk every time. It was on any given play, you could go to him, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt. And frankly, the Niners they have a running back who's kind of similar to Marshall Faulk. Uh, I've been comparing Brandon Ayuk to Torrey Holt for a while. Uh, they don't have. Isaac Bruce, but they got a lot of other good players too. It seems like as long as they keep defenses on their heels uh and spread the ball around, they could be unstoppable. Again, in the, the Niners in the 80s, it wasn't just throw the ball to Jerry Rice every play. It was Ooh. is it going to Rice, Taylor, Craig, Brent Jones, I don't freak, Tom Rathman. I don't freaking know. And that's what the Niners can do. It's what they did in the second half when they when their offense was taken off in the fourth quarter. It was Ayuk. And I'm, I am I'm not saying McCaffrey didn't have a, an impact. I think once you establish him, teams are so afraid of him that it makes everyone else better. That that screened at Ray Ray, it was all set up by a fake pitch to McCaffrey. So yeah. use that. Use that.
1: And I think yeah. it's also a challenge, I guess if I'm if I have to defend Kyle here a little bit, with so much talent. You know, there's only one football. Like there's so many guys that you could say, Agreed. Hey, this guy needs more touches, but then it's taken Agreed. away from the other guy. And there's Agreed. I mean, there's, with Elijah Mitchell coming back. You have Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, CMC. Those are three really good running yeah. backs. And then you got Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Jawan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod. Like then you got George Kittle. You got Juice Check. Like it, it, even young Danny Gray. I mean, it's it's hard to get everybody. You know.
0: Let me just say something. I'm not trying to attack Kyle because you said you had to defend. I'm not. Kyle's doing a great job mm-hmm. and he did it in this game. So I I want to give him credit. He did it. All I would say is, um, as quality control, Kyle, I <laughs> st- my. Advice would be just do it a little earlier. Go, Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait until the third quarter. Do it in the first quarter, and that's what that's what uh, Bill Walsh really created the script to do—to get all of his players involved early. And uh, that was a big emphasis of his. It's so something to think about. He did it. Just do it earlier. Dynamic offense is always a good thing. Once you've established Ayuk, McCaffrey, Kittle in the first half, the other team is screwed. If, you f- if they feel like you don't have confidence in one of those guys that day, all of a sudden it gets easier for them. So, mm-hmm. so as, the, the name of the name for Kyle is just establishing all his weapons early. As soon as he does that, the Niners are in greatest show on grass mode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Glock Purdy, rap name. Glock Dirty.
1: Glock Dirty. Glock
0: Dirty. I still like Purdman Jr., though. <laughs> Christian Magana says, why was Demo on DA in single coverage? Why isn't Ward traveling the other teams best receiver all the time? Maybe they will in the playoffs.
1: I think he did it last week, right? More than he yeah. did this week for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. Good question.
0: Uh just saying they didn't call holding till the fourth quarter. I'm so I I don't I don't like the the ref um critique stuff. I just don't want to go there. It's not for me. To me that's fan big stuff because I'm sure Raider fans have stuff that they're upset about and I don't really want to hear their complaints either.
1: So when I was a coach, is, I used to tell my team, you got to overcome it anyways. Can't control the refs. Yeah, and both overcome. teams
0: get bad calls. I mean, do we really think the refs, before the game, they were like, look, we hate the 49ers, and we love the Raiders. So we're, gonna, we're going to collude to give the Raiders, like, I don't think so. Are, is, is officiating good in the NFL? No. Do they miss calls every game? Absolutely. Should there be full-time refs? Yes. But do I want to waste a minute? Why are you wasting 30 seconds talking about refs? Sorry, Niners faithful. Love you, dude. DeAndre Brown, thanks again. Josh Wyatt, remember when they uh, got CMC? We called it expensive Debo insurance. Debo and Eli are injured. What else is Kyle going to do? That's not a fair indictment. Um, I didn't indict Kyle. I didn't indict Kyle. What I said was, what he did in the second half, do it in the first half. That's the only <laughs> thing. The thing, the great thing that he did, do it earlier, yeah. because that's what Walsh would do. I mean, and that's probably what Mike Shanahan would do too. So more of it's that. It's just a, fr- it's a fr- more of that is what I would say. Yeah. Yep. Not an indi- People get upset when you criticize a, co- a head coach on a nine-game winning streak. I get it. Yeah. Matthew Sanders says, I'm struggling to see. And I didn't criticize him. I'm struggling to see how we can beat Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City. Those teams seem to want it way worse than us. Getting to the Super Bowl uh, get into Super Bowl Sunday scaries. Talk me down. Hey, man, taking one game at a time. How about that, Matthew? <laughs> not there yet. You know, injuries happen. You don't know what those teams are going to look like in a month or what the Niners will look like. Ed, QB stats between... Thirteen and ten are are the similar with ten having a better TD to INT ratio. On where thirteen wins out is the I scoring red zone and Grant test. Um, how about the, di- the touchdowns.
1: touchdowns? Yeah, Jinx. Yeah, difference is touchdowns.
0: Touchdowns. Po- That's the, thing- are the most important
1: statistic, right? Points. How you win games.
0: Dude, I- yeah. I've I've always felt that Jimmy's overrated because of this. Even going back to his first start, people call him Jimmy Jesus. They beat. They beat the Bears. They won 15-13. to 13. They scored no touchdowns. And even that, that five-game win streak, they didn't score a lot of touchdowns. He's always been the guy who can move the ball down the field, get into the red zone, kick a field goal. That's what he does. And uh, uh, that's why they didn't, weren't going to win a Super Bowl with him. Sorry. Gotta score a touchdown. Gotta right. score. Gotta score. Rick H., do you think it's more likely yesterday was a fluke on D or a warning sign of things to come? I think it's a warning th- sign of things to come. I think the Niners... Uh, aren't as talented in the back end as we thought. And there are teams that will give them multiple matchup problems. If they can double team one guy, they're fine. But if there's three guys they have to worry about and they got to play straight up, there's bad matchups. And D'Amico knows it.
1: And it's not just things to come. It's things that have been. Like you saw these openings against Miami, the Chiefs, Washington. They've been there. It's just the Raiders were able to capitalize on.
0: David Velez says there's a great small Niners film review channel by Josh Putnam. He shows how Kyle Shanahan builds on his play calls from weeks even years ago, uses team's film study against him, explains the weird play calls. Well, good to know. Everyone check that out. Edgardo says do people still think McDaniel was the genius?
1: Hmm. Not looking just, so good over there, huh? They're not looking great, yeah. Not looking great. It is his yeah. first year as a coach, though. So. Yeah, you got to cut him some slack for first year, and we'll see what happens. He, he has never picked his quarterback. He just built up Tua. You know, yeah. So we'll see. I, who'd
0: rather have two or Purdy? Me? Purdy. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Johns George has great show, guys. Keep it going. Two quarterbacks, uh, two questions. One, BP was not great in the first half. Was it more Kyle, too much CMC? Uh, two, has Jimmy ever let a 10 point comeback down in the third quarter? I don't know. But with the thing, I wanted to make this point. Thank you for asking it. Wh- what was too much Christian McCaffrey? Means too much short throws, and you don't need to be a dink and dunk offense with Brock, even though he doesn't have a strong arm. You're a dink and dunk offense with Jimmy, but with Brock, the whole thing is you can go down the field. You can get the ball to Kittle down the field, and Ayuk, and Ray Ray, and Jawan. And so when you when you stop calling those plays, that's Kyle being a micromanaging conservative, uh, you know, coach. And you got it. that's a bad habit, a bad tendency. It's a, it's it's a holdover from the Jimmy Garoppolo era. Stop. And I think he figured it out at halftime. He's like, what am I doing? Yeah. But the thing is, the one, the one shot he took down the field was not the – I didn't like it. Roll left, throw right. I didn't like it. Uh, Got to be more aggressive going down the field than that. Can't be that conservative in the playoffs, even though he scored 37.
1: I think Jimmy's like a, you know, 10 yards and under quarterback. Brock's kind of like 20, 25 and under. Um, and Maybe. I think Trey Lance gives you that other level, the next yeah. level. Yeah. How did Kyle
0: not see Purdy as better than Jimmy? To be fair, I didn't see it either. But, I'm not a coach. I'm just quality control. Kyle should have seen it. And I feel like Kyle did see it, but he lost his nerve at the very end. That's what I think. I think Kyle saw it. Well,
1: it'd be hard. Because you could see it. It'd be hard to do that. It would be hard. From a political Um, standpoint.
0: Probably. But just the way he called plays for Jimmy all season, the way he called plays for Brock, all of a sudden, when Brock came in, they're going down the field. That, to me, indicates that Kyle understood the difference in skill sets. But he just, I don't know, went with the... The less controversial decision. It would have been controversial to go with Brock Purdy week. I don't know. Yeah. So Debo, Samuel, and Elijah Mitchell are coming back. They might play week 18. Uh, If not, they'll definitely, well, most likely be there week one of the playoffs. Um, This has the potential to be, I mean, this is an offense that's already dominating without these guys. Uh, Now it's just up to Kyle Shanahan to spread the ball around. But if he does, I mean, how do these two guys affect the offense?
1: Uh, the rich get richer, right? I mean, it's just uh, crazy the amount. The 49ers have the best, the most offensive weapons in the NFL. It's not even close, in my opinion. Uh, getting Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell back is nuts. Jordan Mason is undervalued. Um, so now you're going to have three running backs that are really, really good uh, with CMC, uh, Elijah Mitchell, and Jordan Mason. To me, Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason are your running backs like those yeah. are your yeah. running backs right so I'm hoping that he uses those guys mixes them up between the tackles and he uses CMC more maybe not as often but more like he did yesterday uh, to me CMC is kind of like it's basically like a slot receiver almost is really what his strength is Um he's an outlet Um, but I think Elijah Mitchell uh, coming great back, decoy
0: too man people are so yeah. freaked out by him all you gotta do is like fake a pitch to him and the guy's wide open over here
1: yep yeah, yeah, so I think Elijah Mitchell coming down back should lower the amount of touches CMC gets. Um, it's probably going to eliminate some of the uh, – which I, I, I don't like, but I think it's going to reduce those Ray Ray runs that we're seeing, unfortunately, because I think Ray Ray is pretty damn good at it um, because I think Debo is going to be getting a couple of those specifically in, in the postseason. That sucks
0: because Ray Ray has been more effective than Debo this year. Yeah, Debo's and post-season.
1: the other thing is it's going to take away targets from Kittle – and yep. uh and Ayuk in the passing game, which I think is gonna be a mistake, also because I think those guys are better receivers than Debo. So uh it's gonna I'm be I'm a little bit
0: concerned about the return to Debo because he's not had a good year. He's coming off an injury, and when he's been out there, the Niners have like forced the ball to him to sort of justify their investment. And I think it's been to the detriment of the offense because his I mean, efficiency hasn't been great as a wide receiver. Uh everyone else has been doing better than him. So I'm curious to see how much offense how much target share he gets
1: curious in the beginning when Brock Purdy started playing quarterback his number one target was Debo Samuel and since Debo Samuel went down he's been a better the offense has been better Um, I hate to say that but it's just the facts if you look at the statistics uh, Debo just doesn't have the greatest hands he's an elite weapon um, but he's just not the greatest receiver honestly at least this year and even last year he led this he I think this year at, at one point before he went down he led the league in drops last year he did the same thing uh, so his strength is not really catching the ball <laughs> as weird as that sounds for a receiver making that amount of money so I'm hoping that you know they don't go overboard with target.
0: he drops like 10 percent of his targets uh historically through his career that's a lot and Last year, when when he was targeted, he was so good. His the quarterback rating targeting him was one oh six point two. Good thing happened. Good things happen when you threw the Debo. This year, ninety one targets. That's a sizable load. Uh, Seventy three point one rating when targeted. It's not working. It's not working. So he's coming back. Great. You know he's a he's a decoy. You can use him in a lot of ways, but don't overuse him until good things start happening.
1: Yeah, don't overdo it. I know. I know Forty fans get sensitive about this one because everyone loves Debo, and I like him too. I think he's an elite weapon, but there's just certain ways uh, that you need to use him, uh, and it's not traditional wide receiver routes.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, is Jack Rabbit really a downgrade over to Lenore? I don't know. Jack Rabbit. Jack Rabbit gave up that fifty yard catch like last week, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Spread the ball around is a new term for Kyle. Okay. Hayden Berry, the TNT Slayer. Zay Faithful says, do you start everyone this week with a potential chance to get the first with the Eagles loss?
1: Yeah. I yeah. You do? I you do? I, bye week's a big deal. Yeah. And DeBall said he, I think ball said in a press conference, he is going to be starting. Oh, the, there you I, go. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to, but he did say, yeah, we're start, we're, we're we're going after, we're playing everybody. We're not resting anymore. Good. Yeah.
0: Bobbo says, Do you think part of the offense is uh do you think part of the offense is because Kyle wants to play the time of possession game? Defense might need to stay off the field a little. See, that's funny. To me, like maybe. I was thinking is it Kyle needs to reorient his thinking. For five years he's been like a ball control time of possession offense. No, dude, you have a high flying, high scoring offense and your defense has an Achilles heel, put up points. Mm-hmm. Don't take your foot off the gas. Put up points. I, I I'm with you on yeah. that. Yeah. You know? That's Sam true. says Raiders made sure they weren't part of Bosa's forty nine sack breaking record. Didn't even let him record a single tackle. Did they figure him out? Um did they figure him out?
1: I think I mean what? I think they I think they game planned well against the forty nine yeah. passions. They got uh stood him outside the pocket quite a bit. You know, most of his passes didn't come from inside the pocket. There were a handful, uh, but not many. They
0: didn't figure out Bosa on the last play of the game, though. Yeah,
1: he and the Sam's, Kevin
0: Clutch. He eh, got him. Sam says Raiders made sure. Oh, got you. Ethan says Grant, check out Larry. I know Larry June. What do you? What do I? What do I look like? What, what do you take me for? Modern rapper with old school vibes. You'd love his music. Also, Brock should be Rookie of the Year. I I, I don't know a ton of Larry June's music, but I'm a big Pilo fan. And Pilo's big song this uh, summer was good, featuring Larry June. And I thought both of them did just an outstanding job. Mm-hmm. Just to, just a to bang up. I'm trying to sound as white as possible. Just a phenomenal job those two guys did on that track. Loved them. Hipcam35 says, when Jimmy was quarterback, I look forward to watching Debo and our offense play with Brock. I'm excited to watch every part of our team. Yeah, absolutely. Because with with, with Debo, it's like watch Debo carry this quarterback. Now it's like watch these elements come together and form something really fun to watch. Yeah. Do you think – glass half full guy says, you guys think his contract is it – this contract is it for Debo. I don't know if they can extend him again.
1: I mean, that's going way deep, but yeah. That's a ways out, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a ways out. It's tough to a say. a ways out, but Keeps I can see why you would that. think it. Yeah.
0: How big of a deal is losing Aaron Banks? Um, We'll find out. Uh, Brunskill's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think Brunskill's pretty good. and Probably could have started uh, somewhere. So I don't think it's too big of a loss, although Aaron Banks has played really, really good this year. Good call. I, I did say that, and I felt
0: uncomfortable about it afterwards, so pause. Um, thank you, Strider Dennis. Pally says, if Kyle spreads the ball around on offense, do you think he can overcome the issues on defense? Yeah, man. I mean, this offense is w- super talented. I, I asked Brandon Ayuk this question after the game. I don't know if you saw it. I said, Brandon, how how, how difficult, how good can this offense be when the ball is being spread around to all the playmakers? And he was like, man, I was just having this conversation so yeah, in, in a meeting with someone yesterday like, Teams have to spend extra attention on McCaffrey and me and Kittle. And you can't. It's impossible. We are unstoppable when we play the way we should. And that's the truth. So um, it's really on Kyle. Now now you got Debo and Elijah coming back. Now, now you're three deep at running back. You're four deep at wide receiver. And you got one of the best tight ends in the league. It's all on Kyle. And a quarterback who's got like a 99 awareness. And he's balling right now. So Kyle, all you got to do is mix it up. Yep. You know? Just mm-hmm. don't get uh, fixated on one. I think Strider Dennis. Thanks again. Hayden buried the TNT Slayer. Ray Ray is slowly getting more touches. He the new Debo from last year. And uh, why did it take this long to finally use him? And where's Danny Gray? I'm with you. I I think what we're seeing is the Debo plays work better with Ray Ray this year than Debo because Ray Ray is faster this year. I don't know. So
1: Ray Ray's a kick returner. I mean, you apply those skills to to the run game and it's effective. And he's
0: like, Debo was the one last year that was making guys on defense take bad angles, surprisingly fast. Right? Not anymore. Ray Ray's the guy. People are like, "Oh, wow!" He just keeps destroying yeah. people's pursuit angles, which is always cool to see. Um, yeah. I guess we've been talking about this, but before we go, how good do you think this offense can be? What's the what's the upper limit potential for this offense with Brock? Oh, I guess. This year, this year, this year,
1: this year, we're just talking about the weapons. I think Kyle Shanahan, honestly, he's really hitting his stride right now. So, I mean, they can be as good as any offense in the NFL. I mean, the only question offensively, and even though I think he's playing phenomenal, is Brock Purdy's still young, man. We got, what, four or five games with him. Who knows how he's going to look in the postseason if he can continue. But there's no really reason to doubt him. But other than that, I mean, the 49ers have everything they need. They got the best – uh, weapons, uh, their offensive line, although we've criticized them at times, and especially Mike McGlinchey, uh, they look pretty decent too, and Kyle Shanahan's in his bag, so they can be elite. They can be elite, better than the defense, actually. I think so too. I don't
0: see, to me, the this is an offense that was underperforming for half a decade, and there were a lot of questions. Is it Kyle's fault? You know, yes, it was, it was a lot of people, but now that Jimmy's gone and, and there's a, an upgrade, it was so clearly mostly about the quarterback yeah. and you know kyle takes responsibility he could have had he could have had mahomes he could have had brady and dah, 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 dah. but he finally found a quarterback that's good that he trusts that operates his system and the offense it looks like it did in atlanta all of a sudden it looks like you know as good as any offense in the league and uh i think that should be the goal uh this is an offense that should be scoring 30 plus points every game they don't this is not a ball control complimentary offense this is a kick-ass offense yeah. this is an offense that can do anything you want to sell to stop the run we're going down the field you you want to you want to play back we're, we're running down your throat i think that's what's really cool about them and they shouldn't sell themselves short they shouldn't say we're, we're, we're just going with christian this week or we're just going with Ayuk this week or we just need 24 points this week like nah man kick ass yeah kick ass
1: yeah yeah i think they're elite i mean you brought up patrick mahomes and just started thinking about what this offense would look like with Patrick Mahomes would be that's dynasty level right there. But yeah, no, I think that, you know, they they can pretty much do everything. Uh, No reason to doubt this offense right now. I'm actually more concerned about, I said, this is probably the third week I've said it now that I'm more concerned now about the defense than I am the offense for the postseason. I, I am concerned a little
0: bit about with the offense. If it does have an Achilles heel now, it's the offensive line. And McGlinchey did a great job yesterday against um, Max Crosby. But that's the only guy they have on their defensive line. There's going to be teams the Niners face like Philly who go four, five, six deep on the defensive line. And they're big, strong guys. Uh, we've seen what you know, Chris Jones in Kansas City. Big, strong defensive linemen can push around the Niners' offensive line at times. So I, I, the Raiders couldn't do that. If the Niners have an Achilles heel on offense, that's what it is in the future. They need to get better on the offensive line because they're freaking stacked everywhere else on offense and they don't they could be better on the offensive line. But anyway, I think the offense does have the ability to be as better than Dallas's, better than Phillies. I mean, the best in the NFC
1: this year. I think it has that potential. Yeah, I mean Jalen Hurts has a, a, another factor to him. He does. Which which kind of separates him. But I again I think the forty nine he's have hurt. The best weapons. Yeah, and he's hurt, so we'll see. Shoulder injury. Yeah. Uh,
0: Strider Dennis says, Grant, two thoughts. If you ever got a rap career going, name should be Lil G, Big Rant. I uh, still think we can win the Super Bowl, but with all these injuries, going to take more luck than usual. I'm a big rap fan, but I've never actually rapped. I never really felt like I would be good or that it was really for me. Like I, I feel like you got to – I don't know. Like I went to private high school. I went to Bishop O'Dowd. Now, so did Bobby Brackens. Bobby Brackens was in my grade, and that is a – he's a famous rapper who was a uh, ghostwriter for Tinashe and – Hell of people. Uh, but I always felt like, you know, like g Easy, Like, dude, who are you and where are you yeah. from?
1: Yeah. You know what that's I mean? It's why, like, I'm why, sorry. That's why I, I stopped when I started having kids and I grew yeah. up a little bit. I'm like, the same for me. I was like probably 23 when I stopped. I'm 43 now. So I haven't rapped in 20-something years. But I
0: still can't believe this. You know, a Wita. Yeah. What, that, is his, what is his most famous song? Uh,
1: Mackinamobbin. Mobbin. Mackinamobbin. the Mack Mack Mobbin's a great now. song. He's got his own store now in East Oakland, sells clothing and stuff like really? that. He's got his own weed brand. He's, he's got all kinds <laughs> of hey! things. Yeah.
0: Gotta love an entrepreneur. Yeah, he's awesome. Although no one can really match E-40 on entrepreneurship. He sells everything. What does E-40 not sell? He sells everything. That, I think that's everything. Brandon,
1: Brandon or Vita Weeda, that's where he kind of learned it from. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, who, who's the original guy that did
0: that? Maybe E-40. Master P, though. Master P sells
1: everything. Master P learned from E-40. There's an Fair. interview with Master Pete. When he came out to Richmond, he, he learned the game from E40. He has an interview talking about it, and then he applied it and it. blew it up. Yeah, I can see it.
0: Yep. Because Richmond, was, it was a strategic location, not that he chose it, but right between Oakland and Vallejo. So you had that cross-pollination between the two big rap spots in the Bay. Stun mm-hmm. two times, says people forget that this is a real Bay Area rivalry game. I was expecting a good game. It was a hell of a lot of fun. I like that stadium It's cooler. It's a better stadium than SoFi. It's on the strip. SoFi's in Inglewood. No offense to Inglewood, but like it's if you're vacationing in LA, you're not st- you're not staying by LAX. You're going to go somewhere else. So it's like kind of out of the way and it's it's huge. SoFi's way too big. There's a lake. Why do you need a lake? A lake? <laughs> <Yeah>. For what? <laughs> Can I swim in it? Grant Playboy Cardi any West Coast rapper ever? <laughs> not, I mean I'm 34 years old. I don't listen to Rappers that yeah, sound like Playboy
1: Cardi.
0: Playboy Cardi. I, I don't listen to rappers who are, who are like kind of sing-songy, uh, auto-tuning. Into, yeah, I, I'm not into it. Just not yeah. into it. Um, that's it, though. That's the show. Thanks for watching. It's a great time to cover the 49ers, to yep. be a Niner fan, or just to watch the team. One more game until we're at the playoffs. I really wish the playoffs started next week. But, yeah. uh, hey, I guess we get to watch the Cardinals one more time. That's going to be fun. Cliff Kingsbury is going to have his guys ready to go.
1: <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, Grant, one time, I'm almost at two k. I need like I need like a handful. of You guys, go sub to the channel because that was my goal to get to two k, and I started a few months ago, and I'm almost there. So go go sub to my channel if you don't mind.
0: That's right, Ryan Hensley. Check out his YouTube channel if you don't subscribe to it, subscribe to it right now. He does great work, and, and what I uh, not just that he's consistent. He's streaming. Like damn near every day, which is a must for a uh, successful YouTube channel. So, Scott, morning, it's not just every morning with guests that are phenomenal. It's a great job.
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. See you guys. I'm not too young for the click. Right.